Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. This is the 200th episode of the podcast, and I have a very special interview today. The person you're about to meet started her private practice in one of the most innovative ways ever. Laura Shaw is a speech-language pathologist who started seeing private clients while she was a traveling SLP. Now, we've all heard that travelers make a lot of money, right? But until I met Laura, I had never thought about traveling clinicians also picking up private clients, which is a great way to help more people while exponentially growing your income. I got to know Laura first in the Start Your Private Practice program and then in the Grow Your Private Practice program. In this episode, she talks about why she chose travel therapy, how she decided to pick up private clients on the side of her travel position and what that looked like, how she started her blog, The Travel SLP, where she sells online courses, and also how she's grown her private practice. If you've been thinking about adding private practice as a side hustle, either as a traveler or on the side of your regular job, as a way to grow your income, This is a must-listen episode, so stay tuned. I'm Jenna Castro-Casbon, speech-language pathologist, business coach, and creator of the Start Your Private Practice system. And I'm on a mission to turn stuck SLPs into successful private practitioners. If you're tired of dealing with high productivity requirements, high caseload sizes, and low pay, it's time to take control of your professional, personal, and financial life, and finally get the freedom, flexibility, and financial abundance that you deserve by working with private clients in your own practice. Join me here each week as I share tips, best practices, and inspirational interviews on the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. If you're a private practitioner or one in the making, you're in the right place, so let's get started. All right. So before we dive in, can you please share your name, your location, and the name of your private practice? My name is Laura Shaw. I am currently in Sunapee, New Hampshire, and my private practice is Balanced Speech Therapy. So Laura, I am so excited to have you on the podcast because I've gotten to know you like across two programs, right? You started in the START program and now you're in the GROW program. But we even before that had this kind of random connection of having the same employer. We'll go into that. But can you tell us a little bit about like your early career and how you got started as a speech pathologist and when you started thinking about private practice? Yeah. So thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this. So I was really lucky in the fact that I had a super robust CS. My CF was in Boston, and I was able to do skilled nursing, home health, and a specialized ALS unit 
all within my one job. And that really gave me a taste of how flexible this job can be when it comes to settings. I realized like, I don't have to work in skilled nursing for my whole career. There are other options out there. So that gave me that little taste of the flexibility. And when I finished my CF, I knew I wanted to do travel therapy. So I jumped right into the travel world, not really knowing what I was doing, but just down for the adventure and really looking for that flexibility. I wanted to try all of the settings. I wanted to find what fit for me and what made me happiest. So I did. I traveled all over the country, coast to coast, everywhere in between. I worked acute care, outpatient, inpatient rehab, schools, early intervention, SNFs, home health, you name it, I did it. I was having the best time learning all of the things, going all the places, getting all the Instagram pictures. It was just It was a really great way to learn and to grow as a person, but also as a speech pathologist, because I still didn't really know where I fit and what made me happiest. I liked all of the settings. I liked all of them. And so I was trying to find what I liked the most. So I traveled for years. I loved it. I thought I would do travel therapy forever because it gave me, in some senses, the things that I wanted, the freedom to say, you know, I want to take a month off and the flexibility to say, I'm bored of working in schools. I'm going to go back to the hospitals and that financial aspect, a lot of your favorite efforts, that financial aspect of making a lot of money fast. So I thought I was going to be in travel therapy forever until I have a Nana. She's my grandmother. I call her Nana. She's my best friend. I call her every single day. And Now she's 93. Today she's 93. But at this point in time, she was in her 80s and she started doing that thing that old people sometimes do, you know, like, honey, this might be my last Christmas. Wouldn't it be nice if you were home? So she guilted me pretty much into going back home and taking a permanent job. And honestly, I'm fine with that. I want it like it was great to be close to her. And also the thing is travel therapy isn't going anywhere. I knew it would always be there for me. So it wasn't hard for me to transition from travel therapy back into a permanent position. So I took a job at healthcare behemoth, somewhere that I thought was going to be my dream job. I was so excited to work there. And I thought it was going to be everything that I wanted in a setting, as well as all of the other things that go along with working somewhere. You know, doing travel therapy, I've, I've worked a lot of places some good, most bad. But I thought that this would have the company culture and the benefits and all those things that would make that I thought would make me happy. And I didn't get it. I didn't get it there. So I stuck there for a few years. And that's when I decided that I was going to jump back into the travel therapy world. So I went back to travel therapy. And that's actually when I started the private practice journey was when I was back as a traveler. Okay, so before we get to that part, I want to go back for one step because Laura and I actually had the same employer. And the ironic thing is, is that it was for both of us, we talked about this before I started recording, it was our dream job that turned out not to be. And that's a really kind of sad thing, like from an identity point of view, right? When you're all of a sudden like thinking like, oh my God, this is it, I'm going to love this. This is what I'm going to be meant to do. I'm going to stay there forever, right? 
And then you get there and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't at all what I thought I wanted or signed up for or whatever. So that's like a really crazy thing when that happens. And I've heard lots of people say that that has happened to them, right? Like, you know, whether it's acute care or whatever, it's like you get into this dream job and it's not what you thought, right? But the cool thing is, listeners, is that when that happens, just like Laura said that she's worked in all kinds of different settings, like you can change gears, you can change your mind and do something else. So tell everybody what kind of new things you started to do. Yeah. So my travel job that I had taken at that time was doing evaluations only for a school district. And what was happening was I was evaluating these kids and I was in Vermont and Vermont's hard to qualify for special education and for speech therapy. So what was happening was I was evaluating these kids. They were scoring low, but not low enough to qualify. So I went to my boss and I was like, what do I do with these kids? They they need speech therapy. You don't want me to give it to them. Where can I send them? Like, is there an patient? Is there a private practice? And the answer was that there was nowhere. There was nowhere for me to send these kids. And so that triggered this memory that I had of when I was working at that job that I thought was my dream job. During COVID, all of the outpatient locations shut down and we were reassigned to different locations. And I was reassigned to an inpatient hospital. And at first I was like, great, inpatient therapy. This is going to be great. I love this. No, it turns out the job that I was assigned to was called a high touch cleaner. And that job involves cleaning all of the high touch surfaces in the hospital. So doorknobs, elevator buttons, railings, all of those things. I was doing that for six to seven hours at a time and listening to a lot of podcasts. And Jenna, I had actually heard you on someone else's podcast talking about the START program and talking about your journey. And you had mentioned that you had worked at the same company that I was at in that very moment, wiping elevator buttons. And that planted the seed in my head of like, ooh, private practice. I've never even thought about that before. Maybe I would be interested. She worked here and look at her now. Maybe that could be me too. So when I was at that travel job and needed somewhere to refer these kids and there was nowhere, that popped into my head and I started a private practice just on the side at first. I would go do the evaluations for the school in the daytime. I was also supervising CFs and SLPAs. And then after school, I started seeing clients on the side and trying to fill that need. So that's really how it started and, and where I went with that original idea of like, oh, maybe I could do private practice. Yeah, because look what you did, right? You saw a need, right? You had your own personal desire, right? To have some more fulfillment, more freedom, more flexibility, right? Financial abundance, all those, my favorite F words, as you said, yeah. right? And so, and you, another F word, filled that void, right? And so I love that. And I love that, you know, people have said that they've been listening to the podcast, like while training for a half marathon or, you know, any number of things in there, like, you know, or driving to jobs that they hate, right? So it's really cool when that kind of thing happens and sometimes seeds are planted. And so kudos to you for like going back and being like, no, what? I can actually do this, right? And then doing it. 
So you had your travel SLP job, you started seeing clients on the side, and then what happened next? So at that point, I had taken START. I started in the Start Your Private Practice program, and that really taught me the blueprint of starting my private practice. And the next thing that happened was, as I've said, I'm obsessed with travel therapy. I love it. I can't get away from it. I want it. I, and I want it for everyone. Almost everybody I meet that works in healthcare, I'm always like, have you tried travel therapy? Have you, have you thought about traveling? I am always trying to convince people to do it. So I thought, you know, I want to reach people. I want to get people excited about travel therapy the way that I am. And I had the blueprint from start on how to start a business. So I started another business. I started the Travel SLP, which started off as just a community. It was an Instagram page and a Facebook group that brought together current, future, and former travelers. I just wanted people to get to know each other and to learn and to ask those questions because I definitely jumped into travel therapy with no idea of the things that could go wrong. I knew there could be lots of great Instagram pictures and lots of great adventures, but I didn't know all the details and I wanted people to know that. So I actually developed a course for people that want to learn how to be travelers. And that became a second stream of revenue for my side business private practice at the time. Something else I learned and start multiple streams of revenue. So I jumped into that and then I had still my school job, private clients after school and the travel SLP. And then I love that. Yeah. It's so great, right? Because it, it, once you kind of open your mind to the idea of multiple streams of income, right? And if you have something that you're really passionate about, right? Whether it's being a travel SLP, right? Or another one of my friends has gotten really into like a particular food preference. I don't know if it's a diet, food lifestyle. I don't know what it is. But she started like her own program related to that. Like if there's something that you're passionate about that you can share with other people and charge for it, like I think that's a pretty cool thing to be able to do, right? And like you said, like you had seen me do it, right? Like in grad school, we didn't learn anything about private practice. And guess what? We didn't learn anything about being a travel SLP either. So how cool that both you and I have helped like our fellow, you know, our peers learn about another way to not just like learn about how to, you know, be in the profession, but how to earn in the profession. And that's really what's lacking. But anyway, sidebar, you've started your second business, right? And you've got the travel gig, you've got your private clients, and now you've got the travel SOP site. So keep going. After that, it was for travel therapy, you can't stay in the same location forever. You have to keep moving. Otherwise, you become a permanent employee. So it was posed to me to become a permanent employee of the district that I was working in. And honestly, evaluations only is a sweet gig. I love it. But I did not want to work for the district. And so I had heard about people doing school contracts as part of their private practice. And so I had seen people posting about it in the group. And I thought, you know, I know how much money the travel agency makes off of me. Maybe I could just pitch it as balanced speech therapy is going to provide your evaluation services and this is the cost. And I did. And the school went for it. And so my side gig became my full-time private practice dream, really. I'm loving it. Oh, my gosh. 
listeners, just are you so inspired by Laura like I am? Like before I had met Laura, which you had done a panel for the START program, right? We did this really cool panel. We had a couple of students come on and tell their stories. And before then, I guess I didn't really ever think about traveling clinicians also having private practices, right? Like I had literally never thought about that. I knew about, I've never traveled, but I certainly know about it as an option, right? And I know that, you know, you go around, you have an opportunity to earn significantly more money, right? And so when you pair that with seeing private clients, like, wow, that was completely mind-blowing to me when I heard you say it, right? So for anyone who's listening to this, who's like, oh my gosh, I also never really thought that you could do that, right? Tell them a little bit more about like how that has worked for you. And then I want to get back to the whole school contracts. Though. It's really been amazing because as a traveler, you move from place to place to place. So you collect a lot of state licenses. So when I started seeing kids on the side had about six state licenses. And so some of them in the same time zone, some of them. But what happened was I wound up advertising my private practice, putting it on my website that I can see clients virtually in most of the states in New England because that's where I have most of the licenses. So I have been able, even though at the time I was living in Vermont, I had a kid that I saw virtually in Massachusetts, a kid that I saw virtually from Maine. It just really worked out because of all those state licenses and because travel therapy is really flexible. Like I mentioned earlier, I can decide to take a month off. I can decide to not work the summer, which is what I did when I first opened Balanced. I My school contract ended and I didn't pick up another contract. And I just spent the whole summer working on this private practice and gathering my clients and and building it up. Ah, So smart, y'all. One of the things I really appreciate you about you, Laura, is that you're a very strategic thinker who I feel like you make opportunities happen, right? Like you like connect some dots and you're like, wait a minute, I can do that too. Let me figure that out, right? Like you did that for the travel SLP and you also did that with the school contract. So now let's go back to that and tell everyone a little bit more about like what that has meant for your practice, right? Like to switch from like, you know, having the middleman, right? To like literally cutting out the middleman and doing this through your own practice. Well, first and foremost, it meant a whole lot more money. I mean, the money that I make off of that single school contract is more than double what I was making with just seeing private clients on the side. I mean, the the financial stability that that has given me and to know every two weeks I get the check, it's the same amount of money. It gives me that stability that I crave because I'm I'm just one of those people. I like to have, like you said, I'm very strategic. I like to have my ducks in a row. I like to know what's going to happen. And you can't always have that in private practice. You You know, Starting a private practice is a risk and it's a fun risk, but I wanted something that gave me more stability. And that contract really has, you know, redefined my private practice. It took me from part time to full time. And I'm hoping it takes me from, 
no office to having an office with all of this extra income that I'm making. That's my next plan is to actually open a clinic space and have a brick and mortar. And are you the one who's fulfilling the school contract or do you have anyone helping you? So this year it's me. I'm the one doing it. I I go in and do the avals. My plan is to have people working for me in the future and to do that school contract and hopefully more school contracts for me. So that's another like next level strategy, right? So a lot of people who get started with school contracts, their very first one or maybe even two, like if they can, they fulfill it themselves. And then they start to figure out that you can hire subcontractors, right? To actually fulfill it for you. And that's when things get really fun and also, you know, start to grow exponentially and also allow you to potentially work less while still earning more money. Listeners, that's what people are thinking about when people are talking about school contracts. Like this is what they're talking about. And there's a tremendous opportunity right now because there's so many vacancies there's so many schools with need. And so not only do you have an opportunity to do this as a mechanism to help grow your practice, but also to really serve like kids in schools, maybe who are going without speech because they don't have somebody on staff right now. Right. So I love this plan. And I love you also thinking about like having a brick and mortar space, but you still have all of those licenses all over the place. Right. So you can keep doing tele also. Definitely. And I think this is the point where the I joined the grow program. And that's really what helped me level up and be able to realize all of these things about the school contracts and growing my private practice. So I'm super grateful for that program because I feel like that was the little extra push that I needed to be like, no, you can do this. You can do it. And so I'm super grateful for that program. Oh, well, thank you. Well, we have loved having you in it. That's the really cool thing about like, private practitioners is like everyone starts, right? They start with a couple clients on the side, just like Laura did. And some people are going to keep going that way, right? It's always going to be a side gig. And that's that's an awesome way to do it. But for people who are ready to take it to the next level, ready for school contracts, ready to hire, ready to set up systems and expand their revenue in different ways, right? That's a higher level thing. And we deal with it in a different way and in a different program, which which we call Grow Your Private Practice. And so I love that you're thinking about these other ways to expand your income and also the impact that you are able to have, right? Like I am just completely impressed by your entire story. And I know that your story is not done yet, right? You've got a lot of growth to happen because like, you know, you're just getting started actually. Yeah. So I had my one year anniversary in June. And so... I'm so new at this. I'm really just in the beginning stages and I feel like it all happened so fast. And I feel like part of that is that the opportunity was there. It was there waiting for someone to take it. I got my ducks in a row and I took it. And that's what my mindset has been for all of this is, you know, the opportunities are out there. You just have to find them and make them happen. And so My plan is to keep growing, keep expanding. I started doing a toddler program at the library and I call it Toddler Talk and Rock. And we sing songs and play with instruments and I throw in little nuggets for the parents about language development and modeling. 
And that, you know, having my name at the library, I mean, in this area, the library is huge. It's, you know, we have lots of programs, lots of stuff going on there. Having my name shown at the library has become a referral source for me. So just something so little. And honestly, I started Talking Rock as a way for me to just have fun because I'm so used to seeing one-on-one clients all day. So I was like, maybe there's some babies that want to hang out and play with instruments. And it turned into something way bigger than I thought it would. And it's really fueling my growth and fueling my my clientele. And so it, I feel like things are just going and going and going at this point. Yeah. I mean, you have tremendous momentum right now, right? So what does your family think of this? Like, what has your family been thinking about your whole journey? And like, what do they think about what's happening now? I mean, they're, I think, impressed, but I think they're just blown away. I feel like my family knows, my Nana always says, I'm a go-getter. I make things happen. I get things done. I do things that are unexpected, like packing up my whole life and moving across the country. But having them as part of this journey with me, I mean, I wouldn't be here for if it weren't for my partner. He is always pushing me forward, always supporting me, always making me feel like I'm doing the right thing and like squashing my doubts. And my whole family has just been so involved. I'd like to. My dad's retiring in June, which lines up with when I'm opening my private practice, hopefully my brick and mortar. So if there's any way I could get him to like work the front desk or, you know, just be there, I would really like that. But they, they've they all been so supportive and so wonderful. See, I love that too, right? Like that's one of the things that happens all the time when people especially are thinking about starting practices is like the family oftentimes, right, whether it's like, you know, a spouse or a partner or a parent are like, you know, kind of pushing the the SLP to do it, right? They're like, you can do this. Like, have you ever thought about private practice? And the SLP is like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, they're the ones that are filled with the doubt, right? And the family members see the opportunity and they also have heard you complaining about your job for forever, right? And so finally, sometimes people then listen and they're like, okay, you're right. Like, let me try this. And then like, it's so cool when it, when everything works out and then they get to say, like, I told you so, but something tells me that with you, you were really kind of like also kind of in the driver's seat on this one and like figuring out how to make all of this work. I am in the driver's seat in most things in my life. Yes. But that I couldn't have done it without the support. Like maybe it was my idea. You know, maybe they thought, you know, this might be a little crazy at first, but then once I started doing it, they were like, you know what? You do this and you get things done and we're we're there for you. I love it. So before we wrap up, do you have any, you know, last either pieces of advice or lessons learned or anything to share with the listeners about any aspect of your journey? Yeah, I think that starting a private practice was the absolute best thing for me. And I think it could be the best thing for a lot of people. Having worked all the jobs that I've worked in all the settings that I've worked, something that I see time and time again is burnt out speech therapists. Every setting, every state, everywhere that I've worked, people are overworked and underappreciated. And I searched, I did the work for you. I searched for that perfect place to work and I didn't find it. I think the perfect place to work for me is working for me and doing my own thing and creating my own culture 
and hopefully creating that for other SLPs in the future and, and having them be part of Balanced and just be that place that I could never find, that place I've always wanted to work and I could never find. And I think other people can do that too. I think if you're feeling burnt out and you're wondering, is this really the right career for me? Trying something like this might be for you. And I'm in total agreement on that, right? Something that I say a lot is, you know, if you can't find the job that you like, create one that you love. And I think that you've done that for yourself actually a couple of times. And I want you to, to keep going with it, right? Like there's different seasons of life too. So like, you know, right now this is serving you really well. And then like, as time goes on, you might want to, you know, make some changes or whatnot, right? Like having the, the physical space, right? Or hiring some independent contractors or employees. And that's the cool thing is that when you are your own boss, you get to make decisions that, you know, that serve you, serve your family, serve your community. And that's what it's all about, right? We all got into this profession to make a difference. And so if you're feeling like you're not able to make that difference, right? Like, y'all listeners, think about this. Laura's whole thing started when you were in Vermont, right? You were trying, doing the evaluations of the school and those kids were going without services, right? So had that problem not happened, perhaps all of this other stuff wouldn't have happened either, right? I probably would have just gone on to my next travel gig. I would have just kept living the travel lifestyle and, and moved on. I wouldn't be here. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. It's been, again, fantastic to watch you like flourish in both the START and the GROW programs. And so thank you for sharing your story. For anyone who would like to connect with you online, where are the best places to do so? So I have two Instagrams. I have the Travel SLP. And then I also have one for my private practice, which is just balanced speech therapy. And then I also have, if you're interested in travel therapy, I have a Facebook group called Travel SLPs, and you can find us on Facebook and join. I love it. Well, thank you again for being here and for sharing your story. Thank you so much, Jenna. I really, really appreciate you and all that you do. You're so welcome. Okay, don't you just love Laura and are you impressed with the strategy? I'm not even kidding you. Before I have Laura on one of the panels for the Start Your Private Practice program, I didn't realize that the job that she was seeing private clients on the side of was her traveling SLP job. This was basically the most creative way to date that I have ever heard of people exploding their income. For real, Laura is a kind person and an amazing clinician who found a super creative way to earn exponentially more than she would be able to in traditional settings. I mentioned that Laura was a member of both the Start Your Private Practice program and the Grow Your Private Practice program. We helped her across her private practice journey and would love to help you too. To learn more about our products and services, please visit independentclinician.com. As always, thank you for listening and please tune in next week for another episode of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. While this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. 
Let me know if I can help you too.